and gentlemen, and welcome once again to American Arsenology. Brought to you by the African Cup of Nations. The only competition where the referees are worse than in England. I'm your host, Roger Miller. And now, tonight's top stories. Welcome back, me gunners and me gunnerettes. Arsenal have been defeated 2-0 at the Emirates as they went crashing out of the Carabao Energy Cup. It was a fascinating encounter between two puffy puffer coats as Jurgen Klopp and Mikel Arteta squared up once again for a special hug at the Emirates. It was a wild affair with big teeth and Lego hair, so let's get right into it. The opening storyboard of this one featured slim pickings for manager Mikel Arteta's starting 11. Yes, it was a side and club decimated by the African Cup of Nations, by COVID-19, by injury, and of course by the stupidity of the Swiss captain, Granit Xhaka. This led to an interesting starting 11 with the lone pivot of Sambi Sambi Albert Sambi Lakonga. It was a wild encounter and a tale of 20 minutes and the proceeding 70 that would follow. Let's dive a little deeper. The cobbled together starting 11 featured Ramsdale, oh Ramsdale, Aaron Ramsdale in goal. With a return for Takahiro Tomiyasu on the right, bringing a big smile to all of us. It was a centre-back pairing of Royce and the Beast, Benjamin Blanco, Dr. Benjamin White, and Gabriel Magalish. On the left, it was the sleeveless Kieran Tierney. And in midfield, a 4-3-3 with Sambi Lakonga playing as the lone six and Martin Udigard running from box to box as the 8-8 is great. Smith Rowe was back from injury and he was playing the number on the back of his shirt as our creative number 10. On the flanks, it was pride, pride and joy. Gabriel Martinelli through the left and Bukayo Little Chili Stir Fry on the right. Up top, it was the French, French, French Professor Clouseau, the bald-bearded Alexander Lacazette. Well, folks, it was a lineup that was both exciting, intriguing, and a bit, 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 bit fearsome, as there were worries that the center of the park would be light. But on the day, on the day, folks, one Albert Sambilokonga acquitted himself so damn well. What's in your head, man? What is in your head? Fueled by the 
juice and energy of the home faithful arsenal started ever so brightly, and a brilliant touch from Bukai Osaka would earn Arsenal a free kick outside of the area in the Media Luna in just the fifth minute of the match. There were two shadows who would step up, Martin Utigard and Alexander Lacazette. On the day, it was Lacazette who would step up and fire. But the Frenchman's well-placed, well-positioned effort would strike the woodwork. Unlucky son. Now repeat after me. Goose from a Goose blah blah. But in the 13th minute, Liverpool would show their danger and hide from set pieces. As a strong knockdown from Fabinho would find the big, 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 big Joel Matip on the edge of the area, right on the six-yard line. Yes, folks, Liverpool's gangly, gangly, oh-so-fucking-gangly centre-back would finish and ripple the net, but thankfully, he was ruled and adjudged to be offside, and rightfully so. Fuck off, man. You know something? <laughs> no soup for you! Come back! One year! And folks, Arsenal were buzzing in the first 18 minutes of this match. Let me say thank you, Mikel, for giving us a product of football that is so enjoyable. Once again, we have missed this commitment, this organization, this effort. And this passion, we have missed it for a long time. Thank you, Mikel, and thank you, Young Guns. However, in the 19th minute, the moment that would settle it all and settle the score, as a good, good, good movement from Liverpool that started from their Irish keeper, would see Diego Jota skin, skin, skin Tommy Yasu alive. Yes, folks, not many players have had the beating of Tommy this season, but on this play, the Arsenal killer, Diego Jota! I am Frau Blucher. He skinned Tommy alive. It was a fantastic goal with an odd finish from the Portuguese as his scuffed effort into the turf slowly trickled by Aaron Ramsdale. It was an agonizing and painful way to go down. Nonetheless, the quality from Jota was fantastic. But folks, what is perhaps more brilliant, more impressive. If you are a connoisseur of good football, you must appreciate the flick, the back heel from Bobby Firmino. It was an outrageous skill from the Brazilian. A flick that left three Arsenal players completely hapless, eliminating them from the proceedings. What a flick, Bobby. You are a gold tooth mastermind. What I try to tell you, this country, you gotta make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. It was an early goal that broke the arsenal. It turned the tide, it flipped the momentum, 
As after that shot a goal, Liverpool would exert dominance. They went on to have a spell of possession that, well, folks, it was damaging, oh so damaging, in particular to Alexander Lacazette. Liverpool were firmly in control as they pinged the ball around with a newfound sense of belief and confidence. And in particular, they were forcing our bald, bearded captain, Lacazette, to chase, chase, chase and work his balls off. And by the 43rd, his tank was nearly on E. As he conceded a yellow card off a late, late challenge. It was a spell of the first half that ended the semi-final cup tie between the two sides. And as the first half came to its conclusion, it felt all uphill for this young team. With so few options on the bench, Arsenal were really up against it. And as always, there were two big takeaways from the first half. Number one. In the first 18 minutes of the match on Thursday night, Martin Utigard was orchestrating like a footballing maestro. Waving players on, directing them when and where to press, when to push on, and squeeze the space. The Norwegian led by example with a strong work rate and commitment, as he played in a deeper role as a box-to-box -box number eight. And here at American Arsenology, we appreciate Mikel Arteta for playing Martin Udegaard in this role. It is a good thing for this young man to recognize that being a two-way player is key for the Gunners as we move forward. There is no room for luxury players in the modern game. And it was a strong performance from the former Real Madrid wonder kid. And so too was it another example of Udigard, son of Odin, being one of the prime vessels in this team for carrying out Mikel Arteta's in-game instruction. In many ways, it does appear that Martin Udegaard is one of the leading contenders to wear the armband in seasons to come. Number number two, Gabriel Martinelli. 
The electric heel gave everything for the cause on the day. But it must be said, he could not find much joy against Trent Alexander-Arnold beyond the opening salvos of the first 20 minutes. He connected on zero of six crosses and lost possession of the ball 23 times. And likewise, the usual synergy between Martinelli and Alexander Lacazette was non-existent on the day for one telling reason. The inclusion of Emil Smith-Rowe, it meant that the Smith was occupying those interior half spaces on the left channel and there was no room for Lacazette to check into, thereby allowing those dangerous, penetrative J-runs that we have grown so accustomed to Martinelli thriving upon since his reintroduction. And while everyone in Arsenal world would love to believe that the competition between Smith-Rowe and Udegaard for the number 10 role is a positive, I am not so sure that this is not going to become a dynamic Mikel Arteta must sort out sooner rather than later. When the truth is found to be The second half began and it was zombie, zombie, zombie stripping the ball off Roberto Firmino in the 49th. The young Belgian scampered into midfield and he played in a delightful, delightful peachy peach of a pass. Peach pass. golden golden edge chance for the bald bearded captain but that has been previously alluded to like as it lashed his shot harmlessly over the goal into the crowd claiming some sort of bizarre deflection it was a oops I shit my pants moment for the tired Lacazette here we are it's oops I crap my pants oops I crap my pants I've heard of those do they work and in the 51st, this time it was Benjamin White's turn to get skinned alive by the Arsenal killer, Diego Jota. I am Frau Blucher. As he burned our English Rolls Royce and left him for dead. The Portuguese played in a neat little cutback on the deck. And the 17-year-old prodigy, Cade Gordon, the young Englishman, he would sky a brilliant huge chance over the bar on his favorite left foot. It's another warning sign for Arsenal as Liverpool began to turn the pumps on. Again, 
Laser. Ignition sequence. Begin laser ignition! And in the 59th, it was a solid delivery from a corner from TAA that found the impressive towering giant named Konate. The six foot four French defender would smash a header off the post that Aaron Ramsdale did brilliantly well to save off the rebound on the second attempt. Folks, it was looking ominous. Arsenal had not recovered since the 19th minute and Liverpool were turning, turning, turning the screws. It was another big, big chance in the 69th minute. But it was blocked by Arsenal. Liverpool were denied. Moving forward into the 72nd, Gabriel Martinelli would do his best to create something from nothing. As he drove the line and flashed in a speculative left-footed effort on goal. Credit to our young phenom for doing everything he can to help Arsenal achieve their goals. But for all Martinelli's endeavor, he would lose possession, and it must be said poorly so, in the 77th minute. The loss of possession at midfield, it was catastrophic. As Liverpool would punish the tiring legs of Arsenal's young guns. There was another goal for Diego Jota. As he left Ben White for dead once again. And was able to delicately flick the ball over the outstretched arms of Ramsdale. Oh Ramsdale, my Ramsdale. By the 80th minute, there was nothing Mikel could do but scowl, scowl, scowl. Things had not gone well since the turning of the calendar year. There was another small half chance fashioned from good play by Bukayo Saka to find Gabriel Martinelli in the 81st minute on top of the box. The Brazilian snatched at a difficult chance it was a full-time volley right out of the air. It was 2-0 Liverpool and Arsenal. Well, folks, it seems as if this story had been written in the stars by this point. Curtis Jones would fire in a poorly placed effort. But overall, it was Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal giving away possession in bad areas conceding fouls and acting the fool. You, sir, are an idiot. A moment of consequence for Thomas Party. As my octopus teacher had come on for ESR, the smith in the 74th. But he would pick up a yellow after his loose, loose touch, that jet lag touch. Saw him lose possession and it was not a yellow without consequence. As a few minutes later, in the fucking 90th minute, he would spear, bald-headed, goateed Fabinho. 
The Brazilian lunged in the air, made a meal, a big fucking big meal, meal, meal of it. But it was a yellow, and it was a rash, rash, immature, and stupid thing for Thomas, my teacher, the Octopus Party, to do. Thomas Party was issued his walking orders. A red card. In what was it must be said, a huge risk-reward situation to play party in and of itself. Now let me say this, my friend Tom and I both felt that playing party was well worth the risk. Semi-final, 0-0 at home against Liverpool. In all honesty, the best chance at winning silverware this season. It was worth it to play party. However, there was no reward. And Thomas Party, he will be suspended for Burnley at the weekend. And as always, there were three big, fat, whopping takeaways. Number, number one. Alexander Lacazette's performance on Thursday night largely summed up the Frenchman's Arsenal career. Effervescent, selfless, and inspiring in the first 30 to 35 minutes. But then exhausted, clumsy, and clearly off the pace in the next 20 to 25 as Liverpool's spell of possession after the opening goal really gassed our captain. Arsenal's biggest chance of the match would fall to Lacazette. But has, has so often been the case in his career, he had neither the self-belief, confidence, or gas in his tank to convert and score a goal in one of the biggest moments of our season. I will keep reiterating ad nauseum over and over and over again on this podcast that this must be the final chapter of Alexander Lacazette's Arsenal story. It has to be a two-year deal for the well-intentioned and faithful servant of the club would be a mistake of epic proportion. Thank you for the service. Au revoir. And number number two. The search for a new striker 
should perhaps be focused closer to home. As on Thursday night, both Emil Smith-Rowe and Martin Udegaard featured in the same starting 11, a partnership that we have seen sparingly since Martinelli's wonder goal against Newcastle. The Brazilian and the Norwegian have, in effect, been keeping Arsenal's leading scorer on the bench. And only by necessity and a lack of cover did we all see the three of Martinelli, Smithrow, and Udikard start together from the opening whistle. And while it did not come off on the day, with both Udi Kahad and Smithrow returning from COVID-19 and injury respectively, I want to see more of these three kids along with Bukayo Saka. Get them out there playing for the gunman. Accordingly, I believe it is time, it is time to give Gabriel Martinelli another run as the central striker. And finally, Arsenal have been eliminated from the domestic cup competitions this season. And in January, no less. And when we look back on the history of this campaign, it will be a pockmark. Our young team could not recharge after the Diego Schotta goal. And given how thin the bench was, there were so few tools at his disposal for Mikel Arteta to turn the tide or shake things up. So then, who is to blame? Who is at fault for such limited options available? Well, folks, as I have said, I do believe Mikel Arteta has gotten many things right this year. However, he has poorly managed the half-COVID window. There is no other way to slice the bread. However, let it be said, Arsenal are clearly, clearly, clear as day, headed in the right direction. Of this, there is now little doubt. The culture of comfort is largely being dissolved. Mikel Arteta is doing a good job at Arsenal. And despite starting 2022 winless... The trajectory looks promising. But, 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 Mrs. Buttersworth, for this season to truly be a success, I firmly believe Mikel Arteta must attain fifth place in the table or higher. 
as we have a plethora of talented young players that direly need Europa League minutes. And to truly move forward, Tom, Spanish Michael needs to lift us up, up to fifth, up to where we belong. Love, love.